Hey, this is Kieran with Coach's Corner Chats, and this is me just sharing some of my takeaways from my recent uh, podcast episode with Tyler Spence, assistant strength and conditioning coach at Limestone College. And the discussion was about how to do strength and conditioning and how that can help soccer teams and players and coaches uh, become successful. And one of the things that I think was really, really clear for me as a sports-specific coach was that um, there's a disconnect between maybe my expectations as, 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 as the soccer coach and then as a, from Tyler's point of view, as a uh, sports and conditioning coach. And I think what I loved about it was that it was real. Like that, you could see, I think if you watched it, you could see that I still, I just couldn't grasp some of the things um, in terms of, and I'll talk about that right now, as to, so my concerns are, one, the objective of my of soccer is to score more goals than the opposition. So my question is, what benefit does my team have if we're in the gym lifting weights versus being on the field getting better at the game of soccer? Um, and then, you know, my ultimate goal when I go below that is I want my best players, my best 11 to 15 at every training. I want them at every game. That's what I need. For us to be successful, I need my best players. I don't have at the high school level like the biggest deep bench. Um, whereas maybe at the professional level, yeah, you can wear dudes out and then you can rest them because you can fill another quality professional player in uh, the mix. That's not the case, at, the, at, at least in my setting, at the high school level. So, you know, I think, and I'm still kind of grasping and I've gone back and forth with some people um, online just about the idea of, like, my kids in my program have to get better with their communication and recognizing things and verbal cues like when to make a run, when to make a pass. Um, Number two, decision making. So that decision making, if I recognize the scenario, now can I make the right decision to play the ball to where it needs to be um, correctly played? And then thirdly, can I execute it? Like I know now, I've seen the verbal cue and I know that the play after looking at my two or three options, I've decided to go with this option and I play the ball, but can I successfully pass it or shoot it or dribble it into that space? That's where I think the discussion, there has to be maybe a middle ground where I, as the sports coach, say to my, you know, that's the things we're looking at and then start breaking it down further and further. For me, as a sports-specific coach, as I have started from my objective of scoring more goals, and then I've gotten into, I want the best um, 11 out there for every game. I want my, all my players to be available for training um, on the pitch. I keep going down, and then I'm looking at like um, communication, decision-making, execution, and then I'm just, it keeps going. And the more I get into it, the further down in my head that I start seeing that strength and conditioning really isn't as, I don't want to say it's not important, but it, where does it fall within the, the pyramid? It's falling further and further down the more that I start peeling the layers off and start looking at things objectively as to what needs to get better. Um, and 
for me, my big takeaway from talking with Tyler, which again, man, I really appreciate him hopping on and sharing this. I think that's why this brings such value to people is where, um, you know, where does the exercises that we do in the gym, how does that connect to what we're doing on the field? And I think what has to occur, and this is what I think needs to occur more, is discussions like we were having where I kind of let him know like, hey, here's the areas that we are struggling with. Our players recognize when to make the run, but we are struggling with um, you know, turning to play that negative ball. So maybe it's something to do with maybe it's hips or whatever, specific type things where we can tailor um, the program. What I feel like we do a lot of is we just go in and do exercises for the sake of saying that we lifted, um, we did this exercise, but there isn't a thought or a connection to how is that going to meet my objective of scoring more goals than the other team. Uh, and, you know, and other little things that have come up, and it didn't really come up in Tyler's conversation, um, but, you know, you hear about injury prevention. You know, I don't have the stats on that, but when I look across the board, whatever we're doing, if we have been doing injury prevention for as many years as we keep saying we have, then why are there still so many ACL issues, so many um, Achilles tendons getting, you know, blown out and all these types of things? There's got to be more to it. Um, and I, I don't think if you even look at the NBA, at some of the players, you know, like a Clay Thompson or um, some of these other ones that have just gotten hurt, they have some of the best physical, you know, strength and conditioning coaches that you can get. They're constantly watching their nutrition, all that stuff. There's something missing um, in that mix. But my big, you know, my big takeaway, and I hope this is something that'll kind of open things up, is I think that at the high school level, my job is to one, yes, I want to be competitive soccer-wise. I want to make our program uh, improve. But I also understand that I'm dealing with high school age um, young men. So getting them the opportunity to experience the weight room, I love being in the weight room personally. I love the idea of having and seeing incremental increases in how strong I'm getting or how quickly I get through a workout. And I've seen it with kids. You can see with their self-esteem, how they get more uh, control under the bar. The first time they bench, it's kind of like, ooh, this is kind of dangerous um, and really awkward looking. But then there's a coordination that does occur. Um, I also think watching a group of guys lift as a group, you know, I'm all about culture and family and building things up. And that is one thing that I saw big time this past fall when we do go in the gym is there's just this kind of, uh, this, this kind of brotherhood that was really, really cool to see. My big thing is my fear is I don't want to just go into the gym and do exercises for the sake of saying that we did exercises. And then when we come out to the field, we are still struggling with certain aspects um, of our game in terms of the communication, decision-making, and the execution. But is there a way that we can supplement the strength and conditioning and, and what have you into that and allow um, us to focus on certain things that might help um, areas of, that we're struggling at. And I think that's a discussion that we can start having with people in terms of how we program, um, in terms of how can we get guys better, maybe in the physical aspect that we're struggling with. So, 
Um, you know, maybe it's uh, whatever quality of shot. Like we keep getting good shots, we're in the right spots, we're making good decisions, we're executing great runs. Um, it's coming off our foot, but maybe we have like a weak ankle. So it's constantly not locked as strong as it could be. So maybe that's something we do with some stretching, some band work, some calf raises, whatever it might be. And that's just like a, a random example I'm thinking of. But I think that's the discussion that we have to have more versus saying like, hey, let's bench press, squat, deadlift, do farmer's carries. And then the question then becomes when I'm trying to tell it to a kid or a parent, how does that equate to becoming a better soccer player? And I think discussions have to occur like what I had with Tyler, where we both start kind of pondering what the other one has to say, because I think the strength and conditioning coach, where they're at with the, you know, with all their courses and certifications is focused on one kind of thing. I, as a the coach, soccer coach, am focused on a lot of the, um, you know, tactics and technical, but now I'm realizing that coaching soccer is more than that. If I'm going to be doing the program, I have to be doing the conditioning side. I have to do the weight training. I have to be on them about nutrition. I have to deal with their mindset. I have to deal with um, the psychosocial side of things. Like it's all under my net. And so this is where I'm trying to find what's the right mix, what's the right thing. And I would really, really appreciate any feedback, anything that kind of stood out to you, uh, what things are working for you maybe within your program. Um, I feel like this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg. I said this to Tyler in this podcast that there's, I think there's more to it. There's some more layers. And I think we have to be willing on both sides, like me as a coach, to say, here's what I need to get better at. What can we in the gym, it, when we go in there, what can we get better at by getting in there? What are some things that are going to get us better um, in terms of, uh, putting number one scoring more goals than the other team and number two having my best players available to me every training session and every game that's the ultimate goal that's my objective as a coach in developing this program is to put my best group out on the field game in and game out train in train out um, and go from there and it trickles down. And I think that if we start looking at things more objectively in that way versus saying, hey, we just got to get in the weight room and lift um, multiple times and all this kind of thing, um, I think there's a, a, a compromise or a meeting of minds that we can help one another versus right now, like I said, I think there is a disconnect between the physical lifting and conditioning side um, on top of what we're trying to get done from a sports-specific coaching side. And then finally, I'll just wrap this up. Um, similar things like conditioning. Uh, right now, we're doing a lot of open fields. Why? Because I feel like that is them running and doing soccer-specific types of runs. Decision-making, communication, execution. They're having to make you know quick runs, turn, and all that kind of stuff. If you're sprinting, that takes away the ball, it takes away decision-making, takes away communication. So yes, you're gonna be able to run for periods of time, but it doesn't symbolize or capture what's going on with the actual soccer game. That's my little bit. Again, I think there's a disconnect. What can we do to kind of maybe get everybody um, kind of talking more about it and getting more clear plans as to how can we help our players become better on the soccer pitch by utilizing the opportunity to get in the gym? 
Hey, this is Kieran, Coach's Corner Chats. Thanks for listening, and I'm out. Peace.